When I was first told six years ago that I should establish a nap and bedtime routine with my baby girl, I was a little overwhelmed. What would we do? What song should we sing? Would this really matter for a newborn? What if we somehow messed it up? So Jason and I chatted through what our routine might look like, but to be totally honest, we held very loosely to it for the first several months of Olivia's life. Sometimes nursed her right to sleep without doing anything else, sometimes rocked for what felt like hours, sometimes sang, sometimes not, sometimes read a book, but she was often just too tired. There just wasn't much consistency. But bedtime routines don't have to be complicated. So in this episode, I'll be breaking down the whys and what's of bedtime routines and how they might change depending on your little one's age. Hey there, I'm Lauren Engler, your fellow mom friend and pediatric sleep consultant of Via Graces. This is a place where you'll learn all the sleep tips and tricks so you feel equipped to navigate the ups and downs of your little one's sleep. You'll also get an inside look at our family's life as I share the real joys and tougher moments of parenting. So whether you're nap trapped, driving to daycare pickup, or you're enjoying a solo evening walk, my goal is for this podcast to be another reminder that when it comes to most things in parenting, All it takes is a plan and a whole lot of grace. I'm so glad you're here. When Olivia turned 10 months old and we decided to sleep train, we finally established a consistent bedtime routine. And honestly, it stayed pretty much the same from then until now with just a few slight adjustments. And Avery and Isla's routines have followed the same suit. Our older two could walk anyone through the routine, which is so helpful. So let's dive in. First, I want to talk about when you can start establishing a bedtime routine. The great news is you can start day one. The first night after our second daughter, Avery, was born, we swaddled her up and sang our bedtime song as we lulled her to sleep. And so it began. Nothing fancy, but something we could start doing consistently to make a connection to sleep. But the good news is if you're hearing this and you've never had a consistent bedtime routine, whether your little one is three weeks old, three months old, or three years old, it's never too late to start. Like I said at the beginning, it wasn't until our oldest was 10 months old that we really got consistent and stuck to a specific routine. So just like it's never too late to teach your child to sleep, it's never too late to start a bedtime routine. I also want you to know that you can also change your bedtime routine if what you're doing just isn't working. No one said once you decide on a routine, you can't ever change it. Next, how long should the bedtime routine actually be? Your little one's bedtime routine is one of the most important times of the day. The idea behind solid sleep routines is to cue your child's physical body and mind that it's time for sleep. So when it comes to bedtime, we aim for a routine of about 20 to 30 minutes. We want there to be enough time for your little one to really register that it's bedtime, and we want to make sure we're cueing their body that overnight sleep is coming. With toddlers and older kids especially, we also want to mentally prepare them so that transitioning to sleep isn't such a challenge. On the flip side, if we get much longer than 30 minutes, it could just start feeling like another playtime. They might forget they're getting ready for bed, or at this point, they're probably just starting to push boundaries. Now, if you have a newborn and you're still establishing feeding and each feed takes 20 plus minutes, note that your baby's bedtime routine will likely be longer than 30 minutes, and that's okay. If it's the feed piece that makes it longer, we're going to fully feed your baby, and we still want to have that routine. We just don't want a super long bath, then a really long massage, then four books, then six songs. Let's keep things moving. Alrighty, next let's talk about where the bedtime routine should take place. 
Once your little one is done with their bath and their teeth are brushed, the goal is to finish out the rest of the routine in their room to help them continue to physically and mentally prepare for sleep. If your little one is 12 months or younger and is still getting a feed in the bedtime routine, we actually suggest the bedtime feed take place outside of your baby's bedroom, like in the living room, somewhere with lights on, some stimulation, and somewhere that feels set apart from sleep. If you have older kiddos still running around and the distraction is just too high, you can certainly feed your baby in their nursery. But if the goal is eventually independent sleep, we want to make sure the lights are on and you're engaging with them so they're not getting drowsy or trying to fall asleep during the feed. If your goal is to feed your baby to sleep, this will of course look different. Now let's talk about the specific steps of a bedtime routine. Here are my suggestions for bedtime routines according to your child's age. We'll start with newborns, and when I say newborns, I'm talking zero to three months old. We recommend something like this, bath or a little splash of water, diaper change, feed, lotion and jammies, swaddle, and song. I want to point out a few whys in this newborn bedtime routine. First, you'll see that I have the bedtime feed between the diaper and jammies. The purpose of this is, one, to help you find some extra space to enjoy skin-to-skin -skin time with your newborn. And two, feeding your newborn in just a diaper also helps them stay awake while they're eating so they can get in a nice and full feed without falling asleep. That's especially challenging those first six weeks of life. You may need to tickle your baby's toes, blow on their face, stroke their cheeks to help keep them stimulated, and doing all of this before they're extra warm and cozy in their jammies is really helpful. You may have also noticed that this routine includes swaddling your newborn. I highly recommend parents of newborns swaddle their babies the first several weeks of life to prevent that startle reflex from waking them. And then around the 10-week mark, transition your baby out of the swaddle, either into a more standard sleep sack or just pajamas. Finally, I want you to note that your newborn will still need help getting to sleep. While we can absolutely start establishing sleep habits from the start, Newborns still need quite a bit of comfort and support getting there. So you'll sing to them and then you might keep singing or they might need some padding and shushing, maybe a pacifier, that's very normal. Now let's talk about a baby's bedtime routine. This routine is what we recommend for babies four months to 12 months old. Something like feed, then a bath or again, some sort of splash of water, diaper, lotion, jammies, sleep sack, read one to two books, sing a song. Now to point out a few whys here and how it's different than a newborn bedtime routine. One of the biggest differences between newborn and baby bedtime routines is when the feed takes place in the routine. Around three to four months, I suggest parents move the feed to the very first step of the bedtime routine, even before the bath. The main reason we do this is to make sure your baby is not trying to use the breast or bottle to fall asleep or even get drowsy before you lay them down. Although laying your baby down drowsy but awake can be helpful in newborn world, once babies go through the four-month regression and their sleep cycles mature into being more adult-like, drowsy is now the first step in their sleep cycle and laying them down drowsy or even reaching drowsiness somewhere in the routine will very likely cause further sleep challenges. 
You'll also notice that I love ending bedtime routines with a song. We have done this with all of our girls since day one. When choosing a song to sing, try to pick a song that you can sing in about 30 seconds or just pick one verse. Because although singing and cuddling your babe as the last step in your routine is so, so sweet, if the goal is independent sleep, we want to watch that again, they're not getting drowsy in that last step before laying them down in their crib. Finally, I want to point out that we are no longer swaddling babies at this age, but we're big fans of sleep sacks as it's just one more physical reminder that sleep is coming. Now, moving on to our older babies and toddlers, so kind of 12-ish months to three years old or so. We recommend first a bath, diaper, lotion, jammies, teeth, this should all sound familiar, sleep sack, read two books, sing a song. Now here's a couple more whys, and again, how it's different from a newborn or young baby routine. The biggest change is that the feed is no longer part of the bedtime routine. It doesn't have to be the moment your baby turns 12 months old, but it's around this age when we kind of make that switch. For young babies, milk is the main source of their nutrients, and so of course we want to make sure they're nice and full before bed. Around that 12-month mark, however, solids are now the main source of nutrients and milk is an added bonus. So just like adults don't need to end the night with a glass of milk or a snack, the end goal is that our baby or toddler's last milk of the day ends with dinner and then they're able to go to bed an hour later. You may have heard me say sleep sacks still in this routine. Again, I am a huge fan of sleep sacks, even for toddlers, but know that sleep sacks are definitely not required to have great sleepers. Finally, when it comes to books, whether you choose to read one book, two books, three books every night, that's up to you. But I do recommend you choose a number and stick with it because before you know it, your little toddler will be asking for one more, more books. And being able to say, we always read two books is so helpful. Okay, now finally, for our older kiddos, ages three and up, their routine has the same skeleton of all the other routines we've talked through, bath, Potty, jammies, teeth, read one chapter or read two books, sing a song. This is still what we do with our older girls and it's great. But here are a few add-ons that might be helpful for your child or family. If your little one has started getting more nervous around bedtime or they struggle to really settle into bed for the night, you might introduce some affirmations during bath time or while brushing teeth. An affirmation could be something like, I am safe, I am happy, I will sleep well tonight. Or you might choose a Bible verse or a quote that your little one can easily learn. That's something you can recite with them at bedtime. And the goal is for it to eventually become something they can spout off themselves. And you can even remind them of that tool if they have a hard time in the middle of the night. If on an off night, our girls mention being afraid, there's a little Bible verse that they know the song to that says, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. And they know it by heart. So if they're feeling nervous, we sing that little verse together and remind them that if they feel nervous in bed, they can sing that. They've actually woken up in the morning and told us like, mommy, in the middle of the night, I sang, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. And it's a tool now they have in their little tool belts. Another little bedtime routine add-on is some sort of massage. This can be helpful to really ground your little one into their bed and also fill up that little love tank before tucking them in for the night. Just remember, again, if the goal is independent sleep, we don't want to rub their back for so long that they're once again getting drowsy or even falling asleep before you leave the room. 
Finally, I want to note that it's okay for your child's bedtime routine to be fun. This is the last time of the day you have to really connect with your little one. So if that means having a bubble bath or wrestling while getting jammies on or singing silly songs while brushing teeth, that's okay. And if your little one fights to get through the bedtime routine, I want you to know that we have a free resource just for you that comes with a printable routine chart and boundary cards. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes below. Okay, last bedtime routine piece I want to touch on. Should you give your little one a bath every night? The short answer is no. We certainly don't bathe our girls every night. But I do recommend having water as some piece in the routine, even quick, like wiping their face with a washcloth or washing their hands and toes. Why? First, we're not generally bathing our kids all day long, so having a bath is a great way to establish that something different is happening. This is not just another part of the day. This is bedtime. And we want our kids' bodies and minds to register this. Second, as melatonin, and I'm talking our body's natural sleepy hormone, as melatonin starts producing at night, our body temperature also starts declining. This is helpful to prepare us for sleep. And our body temperature is usually lower after a warm bath, so starting bedtime routine that way helps our bodies continue dropping in that temperature, which it's already naturally doing, and it can help prepare our little ones all the more for sleep. This also means that baths or showers are helpful for adults before bed too. If you haven't established a consistent bedtime routine with your little one yet, hopefully this helps give you some ideas. Or maybe there are some adjustments you want to make to better support your little one's sleep. That's the goal or the plan. We want bedtime to be predictable for your child and also repeatable by anyone who puts your kiddo to bed. So keep that in mind when planning your bedtime routine. The grace is it might take some time to find a sweet spot or there may be some growing pains if we're establishing new boundaries. That's okay. Your little one's bedtime routine is one of the most important parts of the day, and it's also a really sweet time to connect before you go your separate ways for the night. And once they pick up on that routine, your little one will be able to predict what's coming next, which is sleep, and that serves the whole family. Thanks so much for listening. To make sure you don't miss an episode, make sure you subscribe to All It Takes is a Plan. And if you're curious to learn more about how we at Via Graces can help your family establish a bedtime routine and get more sleep, head to our website at viagraces.com so we can connect.